Dell Radio is brought to you by End of the World Bagels. Put the heat of a dying planet to good use and toast up one of six delicious flavors. Buy any dozen bagels and receive a complimentary schmear flight to try at home or with a lover. What the heck? Nothing matters anymore. End of the World Bagels. Find us on the deep web. Previously on Dale Radio. Do you think David would have shat on the subway? No, Goliath would have. On the other hand, Goliath probably already had enough to deal with, having to bend down to get in the car, and he probably has bad knees with all the extra weight and the running and the fighting. He'd be the first to sit down, and probably he's a dozer and a terrific man-spreader. You want to see a big man-spread, Goliath is your guy. <laughs> Takes up four seats. Oh, folks, a brief introduction to this uh, live episode recorded at the People's Improv Theater uh, in New York. I don't care uh, for bugs, which is why I don't travel to foreign countries that much or visit my extended family in Atlantic City. Like everyone else here in New York, I'm especially loath to discuss uh, a particular pest, bed bugs. Now, rats, no problem. I'll talk about rats as long as you want. Roaches, I don't I want to think about them flying, but, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind uh, talking about that. I tell you where the roaches have a good time. Savannah. Everybody has a good time in Savannah. But uh, I remember walking down the street one night there, and they have those beautiful brick sidewalks, and everything smells of intercourse and decay, and the moss is just hanging from the trees in that humid air full of mites and a history better forgotten. And I vividly recall looking down and noticing the sidewalk was moving. Skittering here and there, roaches everywhere. But at least a good old-fashioned New York City apartment roach, boy, you can squash one of them, and you get a sense of accomplishment. Just floods your being, like eating a Sara Lee pound cake at 1 a.m. And when it's gone, so are your hurtful thoughts. But I invited Brooke Burrell, science writer over at Popular Science, and the author of a new book all about bedbugs, to come on the show and fill us in a little bit about the history of the thing and where we are now. Have we broken through the great crisis of a couple of years ago, or have we just been uh, smarter about dealing with them, treating with them? Even talking about it with you now, I begin to itch and worry for my safety. But... <laughs> I keep her book, Infest is what the book's called. I keep it in a bag, sealed outside of our apartment in a hallway under a rock. But as you'll hear, Brooke is uh, fantastic, and the book is, is good, and uh, but maybe terrifying uh, to read. Now, the science in this episode, such as it is, is balanced out with some comedy. We talk with Doogie Horner, uh, Mehran Kigani, and Anna Caligari. And I will say the things do get a little randy in there, so if you're a child, probably best to not let your parents hear those parts. Parts. We had a great time, and uh, I'll just say that May is going to be a busy one. For me, I'm going to be guesting over there on the Running Late with Scott Rogowski on May 21st at Caroline's. And Robert Klein, oh, Robert Klein, is going to be there uh, too on, on the panel, and uh, that should be fun to see him again talk about some of the old times, no doubt. And then on May 23rd, I'm going to be in Maniunk, uh, Pennsylvania, no doubt trying to ride a bike up a hill. <laughs> I think that's what they do there. And, uh, boy, I had, I tell you, I had a little truffle oil for lunch. I had a sandwich just soaked in the stuff. And, uh, you know, a little bit of that goes a long way. But I had some of this um, at line. I guess it must must have gotten on my shirt here or something. I'm just noticing it. And, uh, I mean, it was hours ago that I ate the thing. And I always associate truffle oil with writhing on the floor of a bathroom because not too many uh, uh, months ago uh, my niece Katrina and I contracted a 24-hour stomach virus some of you have had it 
It's delightful. Uh, it's, uh, I'll tell you, it's a good way to lose a little weight. But uh, <laughs> I always think I'm a good stomach virus away from my ideal pant size. But uh, the point is, whenever I get that sense of the, the scent of the um, uh, truffle oil, I just imagine uh, being there naked on the bathroom floor, uh, trying to press my, my feverish body against the cold tiles, just hoping for some kind of relief. I guess some people like it. <laughs> The truffle oil. Put it on things, salads and things. Good for you. But uh, what's the opposite of comfort food? Because that's where this would fall for me. I'll be Dan and Maniunk uh, with the Cornaccia's Comedy Corner uh, being run by our, our old friend Mike Cornaccia from Los Angeles. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, we'll come out. See me. Uh, I always like to see uh, old friends. Some of you have gotten quite old. <laughs> I like to see who else is going bald. Boy, the gray hairs. You'd think bald spot's enough, Dale. That, that'll, be, that'll do. But, uh, you know, I don't also need to be gray. But uh, I guess the old deity that uh, some of us believe in sure has a sense of humor. A bald head with a gray ring around it. <laughs> From above, I, I look like a powdered donut with a bite taken out. Uh, I... I tell you, if I don't throw myself off a bridge, we'll be wrapping up the season with a big season finale on May 26th. I told you, it's a busy week for me. I gotta get an energy drink. A pardon and Charla, Charla Larson, Emma Wilman, and Josh Sharp are going to be the guests on that program. And Steve O'Reilly will be with us. We'll have some giveaways, some surprises as well. They're always a lot of fun. Uh, in a basement with some good-looking people having some laughs. That's what it's all about, isn't it? So come on out to that. But now, my goodness, here's a great live show, and uh, thanks for listening. We're combining science and comedy for a little simony or comments or something. The point is, I, as many of you know, am a gold medalist in the Science Olympics. Thank you, Brad. No, you can sit down. Thank you. Uh, that was quite some time ago. Please. Thank you. Uh, that's right. As a young middle school boy, I competed with just my science knowledge and facts and brought home a gold medal, and the entire town was thrilled, and I like to think that it lifted them out of the poverty that they were in. But uh, so we're bringing all these great things, and you know, we're going to be talking about a couple of things tonight. We're going to be talking about the world, of course, and comedy, and pests of the night. And uh, I started to think that, uh, you know, comedians, uh, that's kind of what we are, you know, pests of the night, <laughs> you know, just creeping and crawling around all the time, clamoring from gig to gig like some kind of 
Bram Stoker's fever dream or a person with a substance abuse problem. <laughs> you know, some people you don't see in the daytime like comedians. You don't see them very often. Sometimes you'll catch them maybe dozing on the subway or in the waiting room of a dermatologist's office and that kind of thing. Some people, as I say, you don't want to see them in the daytime. My cousin Darnell, for instance, you don't. I see, you see his car in the driveway, you just keep going. <laughs> He understand the only question he ever asked me is, are you finished with that? And yes, Darnell, I am not finished with that. In fact, I like a holiday ham steak, so why don't you keep to yourself at the other table and mind your own man? The point being, folks, that we've got such a, a great alignment tonight, we're going to be talking about this. And really, when you think about it, one of the things we're going to talk about is bed bugs. A little bit, that's to make some people, oh, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. But we're going to. We have to. This is an open forum to address some of societal ills that we have. So, uh, that's why people come here. But, uh, <laughs> so it got me thinking that bedbugs and humans really were not that different. After all, at least some of the people I've been involved with romantically, uh, you know, they really grab a hold and suck your life energy out of you, spend a lot of time on the couch and very demanding of your attention, constantly reminding you that they are there even though they may not be. It's, uh, it's very distressing. So, and many of us, we have just awkward sexual interactions, don't we? Like the little bed bugs just awkwardly stabbing one another, making little gestures in the night, not sure where to go. You know, at least uh, I do, or did. Uh, you ever miss sexual contact, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Spend some time. But uh, we're going we're gonna to get right into it with a great show and explore some of these things that are going on and have a good time while we do it. We plan to get under your skin in a good way. <laughs> so sit back and relax and enjoy the program. Speaking of getting under my skin, Steve-O is here. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, man? Steve-O, you, of course, are born and bred in New York City, so you probably have any number of wonderful bedbugs. Oh, which I wish we could get to, but we don't have enough time at the moment. But in the meantime, would you like to play me a little sitting-down music? Something uh, low and slow, like the realization that what you thought was once a pile of coffee grounds is suddenly moving. <laughs> to McNally Jackson to buy my first guest book. It is entitled Infested, How the Bedbug Infiltrated Our Bedrooms and Took Over the World. Here it is right there. You can see the cover and maybe you get a sense of why the clerk at McNally Jackson suggested I get a bag for this. And she wasn't, wasn't wrong. Excuse me, the creepy crawlies just thinking about it. But here it is, that's the book, and uh, it's just full of wonderful things. And we're gonna talk to the, uh, to the author of this, and she's a bed bug expert, and uh, she writes for Popular Science and maintains a blog called Our Modern Plagues. Please welcome 
Brooke Burrell. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you doing? It's bright. <laughs> it's bright up here yeah, in the spotlight when you're talking about yeah, that, which you know <laughs> deeply. Now, uh, I, now, I should just say, I want to point out from the top of, uh, here that you don't only cover bed bugs, though no. you are now a bed bug expert and you no. have to live with that. Yeah, I think it would be actually a little depressing if that's all I covered, but yeah, I cover other things. Yes, too. and one of the things with the modern plague, what would be a modern plague? Um, modern plagues are really anything that plagues us these days. I write a little bit about, well, I write about modern plagues and also how we use science and technology to combat them and how that can uh, either go really well or go really poorly, depending on how well we do that. I write a lot about agriculture, about vaccines, about all kinds of infectious diseases, bed bugs, other insects, lots of insects. And one of the things you were talking about recently was uh, 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 bugs, eating bugs, like crickets and that kind of a thing, right? <laughs> right. That this made, is that the future? Yeah, so that was the story. <laughs> no, well, some people, some people say it is. Some people say it is. I'm not entirely convinced, but I, I wrote that story for Popular Science for the magazine, and then I did a an extra blog piece to talk about some other factors. Well, I was in Texas not long ago and had a couple of cricket tacos, and uh, they weren't bad. Were they good, though? No, not good either. No, they were not, not good. But we're probably uh, years away from bedbug tacos, right? Yeah. Although in the past, actually, a long, 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 long time ago, the Greeks actually used to mash up bedbugs in different... Um, I don't know, medical treatments and stuff like this. I'm not sure. recommending that. That's not, I don't think they necessarily worked, but people have eaten bed bugs. I want to be clear that none of the medical advice that you hear tonight on this show <laughs> That's a good, should be taken good thing. and actually applied. But now you got into this bed bug scene uh, the way that many of us have. And in a way, anybody in New York is a bed bug expert, but because you, you had the things. Yeah, three times. Three times? Three times. Three times in apartments. So once in 2004 in Hell's Kitchen, twice in the same summer in Greenpoint in 2009, and then I got them in a hotel room in Chicago last year. Yeah. Two. It's yeah. almost as if you're the... <laughs> How do you think I'm going to sell books? <laughs> right, you do anything yeah. for it, yeah. I get it. we got to chase, <laughs> chase the almighty dollar. Well, uh, and so from that experience, you said, well, I, well, I want to get to the bottom of this. And some of the people that you talk to have been keeping these bed bugs alive for years and various tubes and that kind of thing. And they, they have you ever been given an assignment where you said, no, thanks, you know, I, I don't want to. An assignment in general? Like a, like a science uh, uh, thing? Um, an assignment? Uh, no, I mean, I wrote an entire book on bed bugs, so I guess that kind of answers your so question. Na- <laughs> so now you have nothing. No, uh, no yeah. threshold. That really yeah. did it. That's, uh, see, I'm a, I go into every situation with a great deal of fearlessness, as my listeners know, just brazenly charging ahead. There's few things that really get to me. Uh, socks on carpet is one of them. <laughs> Once you tune into it, it's impossible to, to get away from the sound I'm talking about and, uh, and, and bugs. I really don't care uh, uh, for bugs. So uh, even, even talking to you now, I feel as if I should be taping my sleeves uh, up and uh, wearing my socks on the outside. A like lot of people to react to me that way, actually. <laughs> 
what about those places, you know, when you go to the science museum and the person has, oh, you go to the insect place and they put like a hissing cockroach on their arm and let it walk? That's not a kind of gal that I would date. That's... Good thing I'm married because I've done that before. Oh, my goodness. Well, good thing. (laughs) (laughs) That is why I go to the museums, though, to find a mate. Something about low lighting and the nice audible, you know, tours that they do of the shows. But the point is, you've got this... Now, these things started as so many plagues did in the Middle East? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was loaded. Um, Well, the the idea... the best theory out there is that bed bugs originated maybe hundreds of thousands of years ago, maybe 250,000 years ago, although scientists are still pinpointing that, possibly in uh, the Mediterranean along the seaboard in what is now the Middle East. But that exact thing isn't necessarily fact at this point, but that's the best theory. And uh, the bugs were living probably in these caves, and they were feeding on bats, and some yep. of our early ancestors went in and started living in those caves, and some of the bugs shifted attention to them and eventually followed them all over the world to today. Well, one of the things you point out in the book is the fact that, uh, you know, these 60 years or so where DDT was used and effective, and it just coated everything. I guess all of the world had a nice blanket of DDT everywhere, which is fantastic. But that this, this 60 years without bed bugs is really uh, abnormal, that we reverted to a natural state. Yeah. yeah. That's comforting to think yeah. about. Is it? No, <laughs> it's not. These, that's our natural state is to have these things uh, preying on us and, and sucking our blood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, we've lived with them for a very long time. If that 250,000-year thing holds up, which it might not, it might have been more recent, but if that is the number, then that means they predate modern humans, yeah. if the number for modern humans uh, holds up as well. But they've been around for a very, very long time in our history, that 60 years, and they weren't really gone. They just were so rare in certain parts of the world that we didn't know that they were really there, but they were still in pockets around the world. Um, but yeah, the, we've lived with them for a long time. A long time. And, uh, you know, I had the experience myself of, uh, of not, not ha- having them, but thinking that I did. And you have the little, uh, you, uh, people here may be familiar with this, but you call the dog in. And you, you Roscoe, say, yeah. Roscoe, and you say, hey, Roscoe, I think I saw, uh, I think I gather there might be bed bugs over in the outlet. And then wouldn't you know, the dog goes right over to the outlet and says, and then the guy says, yeah, you, uh, it would be nice if the dog talked, because that would add a little something to the whole procedure. But the, 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 the guy said, well, there you go, they're right where you said they were, and then you pay him 500 bucks, and then you have to clean all of your clothes, and you get into a kind of panic state, and then it's thousands of dollars later for somebody to treat with some kind of radioactive active heat bath, all of your sweaters and good suits, and then you think, well, oh my God, is there a word for the psychosis that comes along with bed bugs? That was a really funny description of the, the process. Um, the, a word for the psychosis? Thank you. No, I don't, I don't think there's a word for it. I would say that if, if I were to use a dog, though, if someone came into my house and yeah. used a dog... And the dog said they're bed bugs right there. I would want them to then show you take, the bed bugs. Show me the bed bugs. Yeah. Because there are the, the dogs do work to a degree if they're trained well, but there are also a lot of shady people out there trying to take your money. So they got all of mine. They got all of mine. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Well, that's what it is. Have you found that uh, you know being so associated with bud, bed bugs has uh, affected your relationship or anything? <laughs> I don't know, Mike. <laughs> My husband's in the audience. Husband's Maybe he could tell you. Um, I assume I you know. both share a protected mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Only the safest. Um, 
Well, I mean, when I go to parties and stuff, there definitely is this thing where people, I think that people actually really like to talk about bed bugs, but they do kind of, they kind of like scratch a lot and ask me a lot of questions and say I don't want to know and then lean closer and corner me to talk about bed bugs for an hour. So actually, I think people like talking about bed bugs. Well, it's a little bit like the weather. I mean, We're all experiencing it, aren't we? Yeah. To some degree, whether we think we have or we're constantly informed by the fear that we might have or we're looking. And, but the things, you can see the things. They're not invisible. You can see them, yeah. And, and, our, and, you know, there was a time where all the great uh, media outlets, Gothamist, Time Out, all the best ones here in the city, were just wild for it. There was a kind of hysteria going on. They'd cover anything that had to do with bed bumps. And you had, as you talk about, musicals and songs written and sonnets and all this kind of thing. But uh, has, that, has that abated? It feels like that's gone away. And uh, where are we now with the situation? That has gone away a little bit. I mean, there's still times where it'll sort of bubble back up. Like, I, you probably all remember last fall when there were bed bugs on the F train and Gothamist and all. They brought I up, remember. They have, they have this really funny art where they have bed bugs flying over the skyline, like shooting lasers at the city. It's hilarious. They, brought, they you know, trotted that back out. <laughs> um, bug shooting lasers. <laughs> As if they weren't terrifying enough. Right. right. So, but the, so they do kind of bubble over into the media now and again. I mean, my book is out right now, so that's one example of that, although hopefully it's not in the same vein as... You're going to stir it up again. Yeah. Um, Got to sell the books, remember? Yeah, I know. Um, As far as... So, I think that there was a peak in the media coverage, like, in 2010 or something. I think part of the reason for that was because they were gone for so long. People were especially freaked out when they came back because they felt very alien and foreign. Uh, for a couple generations, they hadn't been around, and they, we were like, what is that? We didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Uh, but now that we're more used to it, I don't think the problem is getting better necessarily, although there are different numbers out there. That, like, 311 calls are down. I don't think that necessarily really reflects what's going on. I think that people are just more aware and they're still freaked out, but it's not so crazy to see bed bugs in places where people are because they follow us. Like, we're their food. Wherever so we the are. fact that they occasionally show up on the subway and, like, the conductor's car or, you know, show up in a locker room at, I don't know, at Urban Outfitters or whatever that story was, that's not really that weird, and it's no longer that newsworthy. So I think that's partly why that has died down. Yeah, well, we're probably safe here in a basement <laughs> where a lot of improv students are coming and going. So I want to assure the audience that... Uh, it's a pretty low-risk kind of a situation. <laughs> that's it. You're all fine. That's your in. But, of course, now, I travel a lot and stay at only the best hotels. Uh, you can imagine can on a podcaster's salary. And I always do the thing. I always check. I lift up the sheet and I check that thing, no matter what kind of a five-star whatever. I look for it and I keep my bags away and I, I bring a plastic bag in case I need to wrap something. And That's all good practices, isn't it? Um, I think that those are similar things. I don't actually bring plastic bags, but those are similar things that I do myself. I mean, don't put your clothes on the bed. Don't put your luggage on the bed. I think that unless there's a really horrible infestation in a hotel room, I don't think it's that likely to bring them home with you. Yeah. But still, there are steps you can take to... Do you your bring your own you sheets, home. own plastic wrap to put <laughs> yeah. down? I actually roll myself in saran wrap. That's, That's a good idea. Yeah. That is a nice image. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, uh, uh, so we, we think, but they're going to go on, aren't they? Without, well, but, but they need us. Um, they do need us, but they also, I mean, 
they, they, there are, so there are about a hundred different species of bed bugs, and some of them are actually specific to other. Yeah. Not all of them, not all of them bite us, though. There are, but there, this is kind of funny to people that haven't heard this before. There are poultry bugs and swallow bugs and bat bugs. There are different bugs that are kind of cousins to the bed bug, but live in like bat roosts and nests and follow them around. But the actual species, the actual species that uh, we deal with the most here also sometimes feeds on other animals too. So if we were to disappear, they probably would hang out with some bats. They'd be okay. Well, that thwarts my plans a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm living in an underground bunker is not going to do this any, no. any, any good. Does the rest of humanity waste away? They'll still thrive. Well, that's great. And uh, this is uh, this is the book. It's out. It's out now. Doing well. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's here, isn't it? And uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'm probably going to burn my copy when I'm done, just because there's little bugs inside too there that are, you uh, there are little uh, bugs you inside. Maybe Not thought, real ones, just drawings. Thought that would be fun for a person Photos. dealing <laughs> dealing with something like I had that. Nothing to do with that, actually. But it's kind well, of funny. We like graphic kind of designers and their sense of humor. That's wonderful. And you can and can you stay around in case anybody else has some questions sure, about it as we go along because there there may be some things that come yeah, up for I'm people. I'm staying up here. Yes, you're going to stay Should right I up there in the bright Well, wait to a second Jeez, and then sorry. we'll say Brooke Burrell, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Now you can. Now you can get the head over there. That's fine. That's you got it. Oh, we're getting into it. The worlds of science and comedy melding, and it's a happy, happy marriage, unlike mine. Folks, uh, my, uh, you know, we've got the, uh, we've, we've, I think now we're all itching a little bit, yeah. which means we must be ready to talk to my next guest. She's a talented uh, comedian who is on the house team over there at UCB. She's uh, one of these great multi-talented individuals and performs with forklift comedy, doing some music stuff. Anyway, let's bring her up. Anna Caligari is here. Just gonna chase them right out of there. That's yeah. not a way to do it, though, is it? With music. With sound, with yeah. sound effects. There actually are a lot of bedbug songs. Okay, well, we maybe we can put a little vinyl out later. But Anna, you just uh, came in. We were worried. You you contacted me before the show. And said there's no way I can possibly make it. And I said, well, them's the breaks. I'll figure it out. It's not the first time I got a text like that. But then you said, oh, I can be there, and here you are, and I'm thrilled. But where were you? You were over in New um, Jersey doing yes, something. Yes, I was in a shoot um, in New Jersey. When I initially went to the shoot this morning, it was in Manhattan, and they did my hair and my makeup, and then they said, go outside, and your car will take you to set. And I said, okay. And then 45 minutes later, I'm like, we're not there yet. Why, why are we in Jersey? What's going on? And, yep. and so the shoot was in Jersey, and no one told me. But That's a heck of a way to get there, isn't it? It was really funny. I was like in the car. I was like, oh, set. I'm excited to go to set. Thinking like five minutes past. I'm like, all right, well, this is weird. I don't want to ask any questions because yeah. I want to seem professional. But also, I have no idea. And then we got on the bridge. I'm like, we're, we're not staying in New York, are we? <laughs> but was it a fun time over there for a oh, show yeah. we Very can't fun, talk about? Oh, yeah. Very fun. And also, no traffic on the way home. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's the key. So that is why I'm here. You, you had kind of a commuter's dream then. That's exactly. fun to think about. Exactly. And, uh, but, but you had a good... You're gonna, are you a recurring person on this show? 
Um, no, not right now. But not yet. We'll not see. yet. As long as we don't spill the beans as yeah, to what it as was. Long as we don't spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> In a very popular podcast. But yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Anna, you you uh, are also a, a licensed real estate uh, agent. Yes, that is my day job. Still do it. It's kind of a good day job, I would think. Yeah, it's it's really great because I get to choose my own hours and. And also, the majority of the people I work with are referrals, so I get to work with my friends or friends of friends. That's um, awesome. When you pick your own hours, it. you pick like six to nine, like a, kind of an evening time, or what or do you like, do, a couple hours like here and there? 12 to 12.30, or like... That's about when I get to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, just like whatever. I don't know. It depends. You know what I used to love, though? Those great Century 21 jackets. Yeah. Just do you ever suggest maybe getting some yeah. matching outfits for the team? I know. You know, it would be really fun. It would be. It would. Um, you want me to come up so there with some? Yeah. I can get so then a everyone in New York, like you, they know. You're like, oh, she's definitely a broker. That's like, right. She's got the jacket. That's the mark of trust. But now, have you had to uh, see any bedbugs on your as you're showing places? Fortunately, no. Yeah, I've. Um, I actually just became my own agent, but. For the past five years. What does years. that mean? You got your own office? Well, I'm... You got your own laptop? I'm like my own broker. Yeah, pretty much. Got yeah. my own stuff. But before I was working as an assistant for two pretty high up brokers. Sure. Which was great because I was just living off of their, their good Absolutely. fortune. And, and so they had very, very wonderful, fancy, fancy apartments. Um, that they sold or they lived in? Both. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so fortunately, I did not see any bed bugs. Yeah. Um, they can happen in fancy places. It could, places yeah. Too. Fancy people can get bed bugs, right? right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They definitely so, can. Is that something you have to? Secretive about it. But they yeah. don't tell you. Well, see, that's what I wondered. Yeah. If you had to disclose that, if you ever um, found it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, but good. I've never had an apartment where it's been. Well, a lucky problem. you, yeah. lucky you, and yeah. you haven't had them yourself. You haven't had to deal with them. No, I did have cockroaches. Well, everybody has cockroaches. That's like <laughs> I wear underwear. We all have it. <laughs> I mean, oh god, it was just awful. It was when you I had first... a lot of them. Yeah, because they were all babies. Oh. And it was when we first moved into an apartment, so clearly it was left over from. The monsters that lived there before. Leftover babies. Oh, God, it was awful. My roommate and I, we slept on a mattress together and we we did a circle around it of boric acid and we're like, they're never gonna get us now. Living in New York is glamorous, isn't it? It's so glamorous. You see why people wanna move here. Yeah, I'm fancy. But now you grew up in Chicago. Yes. Did you do any comedy there? I did at the Second City program in high school. Yeah. And then I came to uh, New York for college. Then I just started the UCB stuff. Just kept on going. Yeah. I was there when I first attempted to grow a mustache. And Ah. I will tell you that Chicago is not a place for a thin mustache. It's a lot of uh, very proud mustaches just digging into deep dish wieners. That's the whole scene there. So it's very difficult to be... But you love food, don't you? Oh, oh, I do. Yeah, that's a big passion of yours? Big passion. And did you attempt to get on a Food Network program at some point? No, I I should. Yeah, I think you should. I really should. I would like you to do that. As the judge. Oh, which that's what you Because I would like to eat the food. Oh, I see. Yes. I don't know, sometimes... I would like to be the female Guy Fieri. (laughs) Well, well, you get yourself a saddlebag full of donkey sauce and you'll be fine. I know. That's what he sells. You think I'm making something up? That's what he sells. sells Donkey sauce. Donkey sauce. Well, you all know. You've all been to the great establishment that he has up there. (laughs) 
Had a cocktail? Yeah. $85 <laughs> for a drink of donkey sauce. <laughs> That's what you do? What we do? Because you like to drive around and go to uh, Greasy Spoon kind of places? I mean, I just think that all the food he's eating is super cool. He gets to see how it's made, then he gets to eat it, then he gets to pause and be like, this is awesome. Um, and it just looks like all the food he's eating is really good. Like, have you ever seen him eat something and then spit it out and be like, get me out of here, this is awful? No, he doesn't like eggs, though. So sometimes yeah, he gets a little queasy true. around eggs. That's true. And he's often wearing open-toed shoes in the kitchen, which I find a little baffling. Weird, you know? Weird that they let him do that. But also, Mario Batali wears Crocs. Also also disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's so cool. Is there a tumbler of footwear of uh, famous chefs? I don't think I ever want to see that tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably, probably not. But no. that's uh, that. Well, you can probably get to Flavortown. I bet you could get there. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah. You'll turn on your TV and you'll see me well, just wiping a... sauce off my face, being like, "Oh, A plus." <laughs> you got to do the you got to do the crouch. Oh, yeah, right? you got to do the, the crouch when you're picking up a really the... big burger yeah. sandwich. Mm. Put well, your whole body into it. I love your dreams. Yeah. That's really, and you're also a very, uh, you're one of these people that has many different talents, as I said. You, you, you sing and you get involved in all that. Yeah. And uh, Forklift is a singing group. Yeah, um, Doug Weidick and I have a group where we compose music and um, sing songs that are funny. <laughs> Wait, you, they're, I, they're pretty funny. Have you always done that, the singing? Yeah, I was a musical theater major, actually. Whoa. Uh, so... I there do, you go. I do like to sing. I have a. I actually have a monthly show at Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's called the Losers Lounge. Oh, and that's your show. It's um, it's You're a show that I'm, I'm part of. Yeah. And you just did that recently with the Joni Mitchell thing. Yeah, right? exactly. And look, I understand she's having some difficulty. I know. It was never. Yeah. Uh, we wish her well. Absolutely, we we she's do. a great friend of this program. And uh, <laughs> though I've never cared Joni? for her music, I'm, I wish her well. Yeah. Uh, I did spend a couple of evenings with some ladies in a canyon, and I don't need to repeat that again. But she has uh, she has that disease. She thinks she has that disease, right? Mor- Morgellons. How do you say? Morgellons disease. If people don't know, it's a disease where... But it, does it exist? Probably not. I mean, it's probably... It's never been proven to exist. They usually think they have, like, these threads in their skin. Folks, do yourself a favor tonight after the program. Go home and Google this disease with an image search. Wait, they think <laughs> they will not be disappointed. Because so, they think they're having threads growing out of their skin. Yeah, there's this whole thing called... Like, if you have a parasite delusion, you think that you're infected with things... And this is one version of that, but if you tell someone that has that, that that's what it is, that there's obviously some upset uh, feelings. It's actually a really contentious yeah. thing. But we wish her well, whatever yeah. she has, and you enjoy singing her music, so yeah. I don't know if you can work that into to the next show at all, some kind of fear of uh, arm threads, but... Uh, uh, thank uh, God no one mentioned it at the show. Yeah, but that's you take on not just her, and, and yeah. again, if something should happen to this great artist between now and the time that this program is released or out there in the world, we certainly wish her and her family well, and thank you for her contribution to uh, American culture. And but Joni, you know, I think it's a real disease. Joni. <laughs> okay, you heard it. So uh, wherever you are, uh, so uh, uh, but but you do all different kind of uh, songs and singers, and you take it on yeah. and you do what with it? Rest the life out of it? Yeah. Well, every every month we have um, we pay tribute to a different artist and we sing covers of their songs. Yeah. So the Joe McGinty band is an amazing band. Sure. That's just accompanying everyone, and then all the songs 
it's mostly um, we sing the popular songs and we sing some deep cuts. And then sometimes we sing songs that the artist inspired or also participated in. So my song was a Joni Mitchell-inspired song. Oh, I see. Um, it was actually a song that... Have you heard of the Lemmings show? Uh, yes. It's like a funny. 1960s... Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, it was a parody of Woodstock show with like all the original SNL cast members, and one woman who was never on SNL, right, right, did did a parody named Rhonda Coulee. She did a parody of Joni Mitchell, and so that's the song that I sang. Very nice. That so. sounds like, and that's every month you do that. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And you also are on a house team called uh, What Characters Welcome. Yeah, yes. And you are known for doing a lot of different characters. What's that like to inhabit? It's, a person like that it yeah. just and it just must be fun to drop it, it in is, for a little bit and do a little something try it <gasps> on not not necessarily devoting your life to it but just kind of you know having fun with with I mean it. it's pretty fun because you can say whatever you want cuz it's not you it's yeah. your character oh yeah god that sounds terribly so, liberating <laughs> watch out yeah <laughs> wish i could be that free i know we all do yeah yeah. And you ju- and you were on Broad City recently too, right? Yes, I was a drunk girl. Um, part I've been born to play. Uh, was really again, drunk. Again, again, you keep your keep your applause down. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, drunk I forgot girl. this was an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. And you think that character will come back? Um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But it was great. If we I all, could write the all, show, it would. We all cheered you on there and your drunkenness. It was really. It's quite. Fun. I always respond to drunk characters very positively. It was. It was fun. Um, there were. We were on set till like four a.m. because we shot on St. Mark's Place. Oh yeah. And everyone on set, everyone that works on that show, is just awesome. Sure. Like they love it. No one like normally when you're on set that late, there's like just one sourpuss that's just like, oh, I got something to do tomorrow, yep. and just making everyone like sad. But no one, yeah, no one on that set did that. Everyone was super fun and really cool. Well, that's fantastic. I hope yeah. that you do get to work with them again yeah. or have a similar kind of experience <laughs> on set in a future endeavor. Now, uh, what um, do you have coming up? Anything? I actually have a show here at the pit. On, yeah, right here. Yeah, on Sunday at 8, my sketch team, Garlic Jackson. Garlic Jackson. Yeah. Great. We have a show here, and then I have... Another Characters Welcome show on May 18th Great. at UCB. And people can find out about you on your website. and My all website, kind of yeah. That's great. Well, I've really enjoyed you being here, Anna Caligari. How about that? Anna, everybody. Thank you, guys. You can stick, stick around. That's wonderful. Now we'll, uh, we'll bring up uh, our next guest. I'm terribly excited. To, to have him here and to uh, uh, to get a chance to chat with him a little bit. Uh, Brooke, what, what do you think is the city with the most bed bugs? That's a good point. Well, it's not really known. There is this big survey that comes out every year, but I think it's Oregon that puts it out. And so it's be, I think Chicago has been topping that list, but yeah. that's based on where their offices are and they're, so it's not totally known. Well, let's just say Boston, because that's where this fellow's from, and we're very happy to have him recently to New York. He's a gifted comedian and actor and instigator, and uh, just a joy, so I'm happy he's here. Mehran Kagani! Hi! Hi there! How 
are you? Good. good. Me How either. Are you? And am I saying it? Uh, <laughs> I saying it correctly? Mehan. Mehran. Mehran. You can call me Mehran. People have but, been butchering my name since time immemorial. Can I ask a question? Yes. No one's cussed. Am I not supposed to cuss? Well, I don't do the blue material, but if yeah. that's if that's you. But you I can it. I can yell about like balls and and sweat and lint. I, I feel like telling you not to yell would be counterproductive. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you be you. That's no, a, that's no, 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 no. You be you. But it's, you a, it's not a G show. <laughs> I don't think many kids listen oh, to this thanks. program. Christ. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm back in the game. I think you Now, I will tell you, be careful putting that up and down on the table because that could create some kind of... Create percussion. That's what I'm talking right. about. Right. Yes. Well, then I'll finish Thank her. you, Steve-O. Mm. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> so you've recently moved down here from Boston. Nine months ago. Nine months ago. A gestational period. <laughs> yes. And uh, what do you think you miss most, the racism or the beans? <laughs> It's a very good question. Beans, that is a very good. are pretty good. Um, right. I, I like, I, I personally love it when people are bigoted towards me while I'm eating. Anything <laughs> oh, will then lead to flatulence, a, which is my response. That is Right? Nice so it's like, I'll be like, hey, look at the big faggy Iranian eating beans. And I'll be like, give me 10 minutes. And then I, then you, and then I retort with wind. But now being a, uh, you're married, right? In a sense. In a I sense. Mean, I'm not trying to mess up his credit, but... I, I have a partner. Okay, being in a committed uh, relationship totally as, committed. as a gay Iranian American from Boston. Yes. You probably have a good bed bug story. Uh, well, no, but it's really interesting, and I love. By the way, just coming onto a stage that says "invested" and it not being about me for once is unbelievable because I have had so many STDs, more than you've had hot dinners. What I care about, what I care about... That's a lot, that's a lot though. It is a lot. That's it's a lot, a lot of... I've, uh, I was worried about Brooke, but maybe I should be worried about no, you. No, 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 no. My, my clap is heard around the world. I, um, I love an STD. What, uh, it must be... So here's the thing. I didn't know that Brooke was uh, the, an STD specialist. Yeah. And, um, or, I'm sorry, bedbugs. And, uh, but, like... You get to a point where you're such a dirty person. I am such a okay, dirty person. Yes. I don't mean to make assumptions about <laughs> Thank you, you, despite your hair. <laughs> I what I uh, but that's not, that's not my fault. Oh, like you, but my point is this: that any time I I like uh, I find a bump, like look at this. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you see that? I assume it's a bed bug bite. I I well yeah. before I think it's a herpy. Or uh, some kind of gonorrhoeal side effect, or a, a, a syphilitic shanker. Uh, what I wor- what I think, is that a bed bug is eating me. Yeah, that makes and sense. And so that we have an expert here is I, I told her earlier she is a lozenge to my soul. She has assuaged so many That's of my nice. That's very nice. nervousnesses. Yeah. Handsome. You are handsome. You, know, you get <laughs> you that a lot. Distracted, I do. There it is. I do. Sometimes there in the mirror I get distracted by my own reflection. <laughs> but now, uh, you, uh, you, you're liking it, though. You like New York. I love as many New problems. York. You, you made the big move. And you were recently, uh, but you, were you here shooting uh, the thing that we can't really talk about? You were in L.A. Oh, we're going to talk about the thing that we can't talk about. Well, just generally. I mean, we can kind I, of... I was in Los something. Angeles. <laughs> yeah. For a period, shooting something that we can't talk about. Right, right. Because I signed a 56-page contract 
that gave the parent network right. of this thing that we can't talk about Absolutely. rights to sue me in, in new and inventive ways. Well, that sounds delightful. Right. Uh, but, and, and did you have a good time in L.A., though, is what I I had a great time in Los There's Angeles. There's a lot of Iranians there. No, but I didn't see any of them. Well, well maybe you had a better time because of it. Well, likely. Um, I come from a horrible people. If you... Uh, I have nuclear ambition. Uh, my mother is a goat-hooved devil woman. I don't know if you... But uh, just a I'm not familiar. It sounds cult. like someone I've dated, but yeah, I can't be. Yeah, Soon. No. And uh, you, you, of course, had a very cosmopolitan upbringing, uh, living in Iran. I was drunk and... a lot on, uh, on that's vodka cocktails with just a, a drop of cranberry juice. <laughs> well, that's good for the UTI. But now you... Uh, you uh, it's you, very uh, insightful. It's like a doctor in Europe. An insectologist, and you do it. And I'm going to laugh at everything you say. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and. But you spent some te- some, some teenage years in, yes, in uh, a comedy hotspot of Lexington, Massachusetts. I did. It's turned out a lot of idiots in my <laughs> well, hometown. You've got uh, Eugene Merman. Eugene Merman. And uh, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Uh, young, maybe a little yes, bit younger. Yes, sure. No, 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 no. He's like a speck of dust younger than me. And uh, one of... Uh, Why? What were you... Are you suggesting I'm old? old no, no, no. But, I mean, he's just... I'm always shocked that he's a little bit younger. That's all. I'm always shocked by any number of Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, my, my dear friend uh, Amanda Palmer was also... Amanda Palmer is from my yeah. hometown. Yes. A Palm. Yes. yes. Was she doing her street performances and things? I've home? known her for many, many years. She was my first friend in America. Oh, that's something. That's the truth, yeah. That's something. Yeah, well, I mean... In my second wave of America, she was my first friend in yeah. America. We used to look at, um, th- there was old porn on Mac computers called okay. Mac Playmate. <laughs> if you say so. Does anyone in America remember <laughs> Mac Playmate? None of you. Mac Play- Playmate? Brothers. That's a, uh, was it endorsed by Playboy? No, 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 no. But I, I can't imagine it was endorsed by Steve Jobs either. But it was like a program <laughs> and then there was like a woman who you had to seduce and if you said the wrong thing, the program would shut down, which we need more of that pornography in America, where the woman just shuts it down. What do you even think? How dare you? Um, and then, but if you said all the right things and you undressed her in the right sequence, yeah. you would then be, she'd be like, would you like to see my box of toys? And then she would present them and then you could diddle her with any number of things, including a miniature man with an eight ball, like a pool table eight ball as a head, and he would just yep. dive into her and disappear. That's one of our, I think that's a very oh, common male fantasy. Don't be afraid. To have an eight ball head. I'm not making it up. Ella. She had a big black dildo called the Mighty Mo Throbber. I am sorry I say these things out loud. <laughs> but, uh, so, but Amanda and I discovered that together. So like, as weird and freaky as she yes. is, when we were, before the butter had dripped off our noodles, so to speak, yes. uh, we were children looking at a, a tiny, his name was Melvin, would dive into uh, a computer woman mm-hmm. who was akimbo, legs akimbo. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he would just go into, and the firm would never return. It's, it's so important to have great friends, isn't it? <laughs> at an early, at mm. an early age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gather you also worked at uh, Harvard for a time. Oh my God, you for, did your research uh, on For uh, a guy, Larry Summers. I sure did. Now he's a fellow who's well known for a kind of dismissive attitude and Diet Cokes, am I correct? And also being the Secretary of the Treasury for Bill Clinton. Little y- things. Yes, and then yeah. later, later with Obama's uh, National Economic Yeah, like some kind of Security consultant advisor, yeah. yeah. Not, not well liked. 
No, he is not a well-liked person. But he was... Re- I, the first words I ever said to him were, Hey, Larry, nice tan. And um, <laughs> literally the first words I ever said to him. And, uh, and he was like, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I did. I, I wrote in his voice for a period. I was the project yeah. manager to the office of the provost. And uh, the provost, for anyone who doesn't know, is it's a role in a university that basically does everything the president doesn't want to do. I could listen to arcane knowledge about the hierarchy of college administration. Right. Well, oh my God, it's riveting. It's riveting. Time. You didn't do any computer work with him, though. I hope. What do you? In what sense? <laughs> like in Mac Playmate style, where I was like, click on that, Larry, and he Let me was show like, you Melvin. and he always yeah. shut her down. He never got it right. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> I walked him out when he resigned. I think I'm in Newsweek. Oh, that's... as like one of four people that walked him out when he finally resigned yeah. to the world. Just because I was working late, not because he gave a flying shit about me. I think um, you were a confidant. I, in a sense, yeah. I certainly was was privy to a lot of privileged information, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then, um, then my boss at the time, who I loved and was my mentor, her dad was diagnosed with stage four glioblastoma, a brain cancer. Yeah. And so she went back to the school of public health, and I wasn't going to let her go alone because I'm loyal and I love. The people who love me and love is real. Um, And so I went back with her and then I go back to the School of Public Health and George W. Bush cuts CDC and NIH funding like dramatically. And so all of a sudden my department saw a bunch of budget cuts and I was laid off and that's when I became a comedian. A natural segue. Isn't it just? (laughs) A comedy superstar and in fact voted by the Boston Phoenix. Holy sugar. You really do a lot of of research. Yeah. Boston Phoenix no longer around, but yeah, I, exactly. I have confidence in that last make year of it too, but then they canceled. You know what? Do you don't know? No, I know. No, you're 12. God bless you. <laughs> she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Not a blemish, not a poor, no. but she's 11. <laughs> And uh, you have a show that's going on now over at uh, Union Hall. That's what's. That's oh what's no, happening. that thing was canceled to death. I um, <laughs> it, thank you for bringing that up, though. That's well, not I'll, a sore memory. I'll, I'll tell you who else was what canceled a, to death. Who was canceled? To, <laughs> this fella. No, you weren't at Union Hall. Yeah, yeah. Was it under Marianne? Yeah. Okay, so Marianne was not the person who canceled me to death. Oh. Marianne got me the show. Yeah. But then she became a Gersh agent. And she she left. Yeah. And then this this other woman took her job. Yeah. Who uh, loves folk rock and uh, and loves um, like up with people. She Does anyone know what up with people? She probably liked the uh, thing that Anna, no, Anna was doing there. That loved uh, what the Joni Mitchell thing. She liked. Are that. you at Union Hall? No. No. But you would have been liked there. Oh, you would have been. No. That's. I'm not shitting on you, but. You would have been liked there. We're not trying to take your I know. No, oh, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> saying anything negative about it. I love folk rock, too. <laughs> no. No, no. But she was, she, like, this is the place where, like, Mike Birbiglia, okay, and I'm off. I'm being played off. Or Steve-O just, like, he hears folk rock. He gets <laughs> in here. <laughs> um, what, what's really neat, though, is that, so this new person who took over that yeah. venue um, really never wanted me to have a show. And uh, coldly and lovelessly took my show away from me. Oh, and damn her, and she will see it in a, in a thousand lifetimes karmically. So, uh, really, she's a bad person. But, um, but. It's okay, this isn't being recorded. Yeah, no, it's not being recorded, it's not gonna be rebroadcast. <laughs> Certainly, she won't hear it. And uh, she wears mom jeans and has a bad haircut. But, like, um, what I, what's neat about that is that I was, like, beside myself. Yeah. Like hurting, and then that night I had an audition show at the stand, 
And I was like, maybe I'm going to cancel this audition show at the stand. Yeah. I really want to just stay home and eat my feelings. And, um, but I went to that audition show. Uh, a new executive at a big old network was there. She saw me, and then she really wanted to meet me and asked me to pitch show ideas at her, and that's what I did earlier today. So, like, in a really weird way, yeah. everything ended up working out, like, for the good in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after after we got canceled there, we, we came here. And no, listen, you are and gorgeous. It's, no, it's fant it's fantastic. I think this quite, show gets quite, you a lot of yeah. What? Right. What? If you if you're gonna say uh, cookies, drink tickets. Yeah, drink tickets. Or you know, what I'm talking I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, but that's fine. I feel penis. okay you know, in my ignorance. Penis and vagina. Oh, penis and vagina together. And vagina. That's okay. I bet you it got right. Well, it is Tuesday. Unilateral. <laughs> Unilateral Tuesday, that's, that's right? right? Putting that's two right. in Tuesday. That's right. That's what. Uh, what? What food? What food do you have when you eat your feelings? What would that look oh, like? Oh, uh, in very like, Greece. Greece calms me down. Um, I Greece, the country, like Greek. Food? Yes. Well, no. Uh, like, Hobani. Uh, Hobani. They're all bisexual in Greece. Oh, that, right. That, that is so calming. bisexuals calm me down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I eat them. <laughs> well, okay. well, no. You know what? Because they're yeah. we're big into. I don't know. Okay. What? So, what I like... I'm desperate to talk about bed bugs again. Right, exactly. So, um, so but with sores. Oh, bed, what? Bed sores? Bed sores? Oh. I don't no, want those no one's I don't want those either. I will not be stared at. <laughs> I didn't come here in my sequin jacket to be stared at. By the way, it's, it's a beautiful jacket. I thank you. Liza Minnelli is naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll be okay, though, right? No, she's going to be great. Yeah. As soon as the vertigo passes and the and the mood stabilizes. Well, so we have all these great things. Some of the things we can't talk about coming up. You anything you want to tell people about right now that they should catch? Uh, I'm I'm gay. And <laughs> be I, careful. Uh, I, I, I be careful I, when I, I say never, to I, catch. I mean, I the once a girl gave me still the orange and I licked her out, but I had to pretend it was an anus. What I, what I really care about, what I really care about this mortal coil is drug education. So listen to me. If you're doing heroin and you quit and you want to get back on the heroin, you can't do the old dose. You'll die, right? Also, don't mix benzodiazepines and opiates. You'll die. Um, what else is important to me? Um, queer liberation. That's great. That's great. Hey, Ron, thank you for being thank here. Thank you so much for having me. Ah. Thank All you. Right. Bye, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Be well, everybody. Scoot on, scoot on down. Thank you. No, I'm just down. moving one chair All down. Right. Thank right. you so much. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to hear you in my dream. I love you. <laughs> now, this uh, next performer, our next guest, is a great guy, and anytime he walks into a room, the whole place starts shouting his name. He's the most famous person with this name. You can see why everybody's saying, Doogie, Doogie, Doogie. He's a great comedian and a talented visual artist and graphic designer, Doogie Horner. Doogie, 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 Got him here. Doogie, how are you? That's good. Your uh, musician has a really tiny guitar. <laughs> yeah. Still, he gets by. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> well, 
you just came through a, a back surgery, is that right? Yeah, I just uh, recovered from, I had it a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, you, you're doing okay? Would you have some kind of fusion going on? Yeah, they fused my spine. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how little I know about what they actually did, because my surgeon is very melodramatic. He's from South Africa, and I feel like he learned to be a doctor from watching TV. Yeah. Because he does a lot of really, he's more into kind of the feeling you get around him than actually you getting information about what they're gonna do when they cut your body open. <laughs> like he'll walk into the room talking without looking at you, and then at a certain dramatic point, he'll look up at you. Like he walked in, the, <laughs> the first time I met him, he walks in, he's reading my chart, and you have to write what you do for a living, so I wrote writer, because don't ever tell anybody you're a comedian. <laughs> it never leads to good conversations. And so he walks in and he goes, so Doogie, I see that you are a writer. And he hasn't looked at me yet. He just like walks in reading it. And he goes, tell me, what is wrong? <laughs> and I said, well, I have a herniated disc. And he goes, no, 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 no. Do not tell me what these doctors have told you. I can't do a South African accent. He goes, do not tell me. What you couldn't tell. <laughs> it was really close. <laughs> do not good. tell me what these other doctors have told you. Pretend I am three years old. Yeah. And use all your powers of description as a writer to make me feel what you feel. Yeah. And I was like, okay, my back hurts. <laughs> he said, yes, I understand. I hope you do, because if you don't get that, the MRIs are going to be really confusing. <laughs> so that was a couple of weeks ago or so? I don't, I'm not, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know when exactly you just it was. Coming I think it was out maybe eight stuff? weeks ago. Well, I never look at the calendar because I don't know. I never know what the day is because I don't have a job. So. Oh, it's just uh, you're just it dipping in and out of Saturday. time. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, but but uh, have you been working on a project with it with this? Um. Oh, with my back or in well, general? Well, I mean, have you been able to do some work? Because I know you do graphic design and book covers, and you do flowcharts. Yeah. It's, what's the book called? It's everything through flowcharts. Oh yeah, I did a book called Everything Explained Through Flowcharts. Which, when I go back and look at that book, I'm like, how did I do that? It's crazy. It's, it's, every, it's literally everything explained. Do you ever cover bed bugs in that? No, although I designed a book about bed bugs. It was a novel. It was a, a novel of infestation. It was a horror book about this woman who, she's not so sure. So That's no, You're I talking about this one. What's yeah, that? Oh, Ben Winters. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's great. And they're not sure. In the book, this lady is not sure whether she has bed bugs. Nobody believes her. Yep. And it's uh, really well written. It's kind of like Rosemary's Baby book with uh, bed bugs. Well, my, my book, of course, A Man, A Plan, A Canal, Gowanus, is, uh, <laughs> didn't, it, it didn't, do, didn't do that well. And now, uh, is that a horror novel also? It is. It is. It's just my story. So, yes, it's a horror novel. And uh, now the Army Corps of Engineers have been dumping the copies of it into the Gowanus. To, uh, to build up the layers there for luxury That's condo fantastic. development. So it feel, feels good. You must be selling a lot of, moving a lot of cars. Yeah, it feels, feels real great. Real like, we great. need a million. Can we buy them by the square mile? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, we wish them well. But yeah, I had to learn how to, uh, to draw. Uh, laying, I'm illustrating a couple books right now, and I had to lay down for a while after the surgery, so I had to learn how to draw laying down, uh, which was hard. What do you have? Some kind of uh, scaffolding set up, or, or what's no, the deal? Some I kind used of swinging a, harness? 
Well, Matisse did a couple different things. He used cut paper, and then he used chalk on a long stick. Yeah. And we all know how well that worked out. They don't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> Just horrible messes. Yeah, I'm really yeah. bad. And so uh, I'm glad you went first to him to say, "Well, what did he do?" No, no, he's dead. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I didn't go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, know, I, I assume you didn't go to the house. But yeah, I just got. I got a. I had a complex system of um, TV trays and pillows and stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> I hope that's well documented. And uh, have you been getting back though into doing doing the shows and the comedy? Yeah, uh, I, I'm just. I'm gonna start traveling again this week. I'm going to Bethlehem to do a show tomorrow, Thursday, and then I'm going to Portland next week. But your traveling's hard because you're not supposed to sit for too long. Yeah. That's tough. But you were just in Lansdale, too, right? Oh, yeah. I was just in Lansdale. Was that a romantic getaway? Way to getaway? the lead. Uh, <laughs> I did a show at Round Guys Brewing Company, and it was this bar, and nobody knew a show was happening. Those we're are the like, best. Oh, man. Those are the best But it ended up being fantastic, because it's Lansdale, and everybody who was at Round Guys Brewing is there because nothing else is open. Like, everything shuts down at 9 p.m. These people are just dying for, for like, something. some kind of stimulation. They're, like, just hot sauce, beer, or whatever. And so they were great. They were really excited the show was going on. And this one guy that was, like, crazy drunk. And he was this level of small-town drunk, where, like, people only get in small towns because... They are so bored, yep. and there is nothing else to do. They're like, well, the museum is closed. I would love to go see an opera, but, you, you know, I can't. And so <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to black love out, to see an opera. blind, yeah. drunk. And this guy was just, like, loaded, and it was, uh, it was interesting. Sounds like a recipe for a great night. It was actually pretty, yeah, it was a great night. <laughs> Good. And, of uh, course, you're from Pennsylvania, yep. and you've been on this program before. I should say you're one of a few repeat guests, so I'm happy to have you back. And uh, we went into uh, to it in depth in terms of uh, your, your childhood and all that, and flying planes and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm going to be doing my first gig back there in Maniac. Oh, yeah. Back. So you have any advice for me for that? Do I need to wear an Eagles jersey and, uh, you know, that <laughs> Eagles? Kind of, yeah. Maniac is not really, Phil- I mean, I guess that's near Philadelphia. A friend of mine got beat up at Manny Young. He was at a, um, he was dressed up as Scooby Doo in a full body Scooby Doo costume. Okay. And he leaned I'll, on the I wrong car and I some won't do that. Neighborhood <laughs> children beat him up. That's all I know about Manny Young. You know, people don't like falsehoods. People will come after you. I was once dressed as a robot, and a little girl walked up to me and uh, punched me in the nuts and said, Those aren't robot parts, those are people parts. Well, that's on you. You think that was my fault? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's good. Well, are you going to be doing something? You said you're going to be going to Bethlehem. I mean, yeah, I'm in Bethlehem, my, my hometown of Bethlehem, uh, this Thursday with Todd Berry at Steel Stacks. Yeah. And then next week I'm in Portland, if any of you guys want to make the trip. It's a great town. Well, I, I hope that people do come out and see you, Doogie, and I'm glad that you're here. I'm sorry, we're a little bit short on time, so I have to cut it. But uh, 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 I'm so thrilled to see you again that you're in good health. And the marriage is going well? Uh, let's talk about my back some more. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My marriage is going great. Uh, good. My wife good. just bought uh, two acres of forest in upstate New York, and we're going to build a little cabin. Oh, great. Well, let me know. I'll it's come cheaper up. cheaper than you think. I'll come up. <laughs> cheaper than you think. Good. Well, I look forward to visiting you yeah. and the family and seeing what's going on there, and I appreciate you being here. And uh, how about Doogie Horner, everybody? Did you guys compete against each other in Boston? Did you know each other? Maybe that's where I know you from, from Boston. I think so. You can, talk, you can talk about it later. <laughs> but have a, a round of applause for all the guests tonight. We appreciate all of your fantastic work. And look them all up on Twitter or wherever and follow them.
them and do your best to catch up with their good things. And the book is, of course, available now and easily burned quickly. Now, Steve O'Reilly back here on guitar. Let's hear from him and everybody at the pit. We'll be back for the season finale of this program on May 26th, another Tuesday, 8 p.m., with another all-star lineup celebrating the end of a sensational season of Dale Radio. I'm so excited. Now, until next time, I'll be filling my empty whiskey bottles with contraband DDT and sleeping in a containment vessel. Now, let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thank you, everybody. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 theme song composed and arranged by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by illustrator Louis Chin. Posters for live shows this season by James Boyle, Annie Carvo, Claire Prouse, and others. Live shows of Dale Radio are held every month at the pit in New York City. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and or SoundCloud. For all the latest, visit DaleRadio.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best. 